Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Karen Celia Heil. We recorded this last week over Skype, and I recorded my musical parts afterwards. Shout out to Irene, last name withheld, Get Up in the Cool's newest Patreon supporter. Your support means a lot, especially right now, when the show takes a lot of extra work, most of which is in my office by myself instead of at a festival. So thanks for keeping the show going, Irene, and everyone who chips in. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with Karen Celia Heil, but first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Celia Heil, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. I'm pretty sure that I met you at the Portland Old Time Music Gathering. May have been two or three years ago. That sounds right. And someone told me that I should specifically have you on to do an entire old time guitar backup episode which we're not doing today unless we are doing that and that's a surprise we haven't specifically talked about that but i so i want to put a pin in that because someday i want to have you back on to talk about that because guitar needs more representation on the show but for now you're playing yeah fiddle. yeah I, usually when i'm home i'm kind of focused on fiddle makes sense i need my my protagonist fiddlers to to get me to play more guitar protagonist fiddles fiddlers that's lovely <laughs> <laughs> i mostly I know, know antagonist ever... fiddlers yeah well there are those uh, oh dear shout out <laughs> yeah um yeah i have some of my great fiddle people like joseph and, yes uh, 
Joseph is great fiddle people. Oh, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's such a boring person. Anyway, but... <laughs> yeah, anyway, let's not tarry on that subject for too long. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, I, ju- I do have a number of people, and there are some in the Bay Area that I love to play with. And uh, I also really love... I'm just going to go off on a tangent right away and say I really oh, love to lovely. play with beginning students hmm. because they get so much out of it. Yes. And they're sitting there holding their breath, trying to play. And I'm just, you know, and it's just like, I really love that. I love playing guitar Mm. with people who are learning to play. Speaking as a, Ooh, if I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm an antagonist or protagonist fiddler. I would say I'm like a, a sort of a non-player character. I'm like an extra off in the distance fiddler. Um, a mid, but, mid-range tagonist? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm barely a supporting character. Um, but when I'm playing with a guitarist, I feel so much safer and so much more rooted. And <laughs> it's, it's so nice because uh, uh, I, uh, that, you know, Playing playing with a bow is a stressful thing if you um, haven't been raised to do it since you were four or whatever. Yeah, there's so many out there that have been raised to do it since they've been four. Were you raised to do it? No, I am not one of those people. When did you first pick one up? I first picked one up probably when I was 20. That's, That's a good age to start. It's, well, what I always say is... Every day you wait to start playing fiddle or anything, yeah. really, to do anything, is one yeah. less day in your life that you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how no matter what, that's kind of the thing yeah. that works out. It's also, oh, but... it's also one less day in your life that you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> which is how I feel about fiddle stressing sometimes. Stressing about not having done it or anything <laughs> like that, which one shouldn't do, you know. But... Mm. Um, why, why did you pick a fiddle up when you were 20? I picked a fiddle up because I moved into a house in Sebastopol, California, and with roommates. And I became very good friends with, well, two out of the three of them. And um, <laughs> Name, names. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I'm still friends with this guy. Great. Really dear, dear friend. And um, I don't see him very often. But anyway, he had a fiddle. He was one of these guys who heard Olden in the Way. It's like Deadhead and heard the Olden in the Way, Vassar Clemens playing Hmm. and got a fiddle. It was like some Chinese fiddle. Yeah. Not that great, even though Chinese now Chinese fiddles can be great. Yes. But um, anyway, and and he said, yeah, play it any time. Play it any time you want. And so I picked it up, and it was downhill from there. I mean, it was so fun right away. Well, this isn't that hard. And it gets harder, and it gets harder. To this day, it gets harder and harder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I played it, you know, I played it a bunch. And then I, I kind of didn't, there was a, a number of years where I really didn't work on it. And hmm. um, then a, there was this... Um, kind of renaissance of people playing old-time fiddle in the Bay Area. 
because I'm a player who, I mean, I don't really play a lot if unless it's social for me, mm. unless I have people to play with. I Is that of, because that's the the main thing that you like about the music is its function, the social yes. function of it? Yes. Also, you know, it's the, the, the practice, the, um, the practice, it's almost like a spiritual practice in some ways, hmm. analogous to that, as close as it's going to get. To me, <laughs> tell I you hear the that. truth. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there was, and all of a sudden, there were some really interesting, young at the time people. They're not young anymore. <laughs> Those people. It was like almost twenty years ago now, hmm. and. Um, a lot of those people are still good friends. A lot of them live in Portland, too, hmm. that I met and who were um, just having, they had gotten into old-time music. And I had dabbled into, in old-time earlier, played some Cajun music, uh, got in, you know, in my 20s, were in bands where I had to kind of fake some swing music. Sure. Capital F. Yeah. K-E. <laughs> And um, so I, it, it, a lot of the music then was more accessible. All of a sudden, um, you could get the source uh, recordings. Everything was at your fingertips because of computer and because of all these files and accessibility through the archives all over. Uh, so before i think i wasn't as attentive to those because everyone was kind of holding them close to their chests actually if i don't know if you i i've and, heard some about that like because yeah. uh you're you're sort of like because like, people can be sort of the transmitter of whatever this thing is and then you can actually own yep. it not right. anymore and it's a little yeah not anymore <laughs> which you know, it's, some people are in sh still in shock about that, but whatever. Whatever <laughs> what? is a great response. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is, it's, uh, and pe there's, people have, have their own voices and they have something to say. And, you know, there's, there's space on every level for every kind of player, you know, mm. there's people getting a huge amount of satisfaction playing and a lot of different versions of different tunes what what kind of what kind of player are you what kind of player what the heck kind of player are you <laughs> i've never asked that on the show before <laughs> <laughs> explain yourself don't you people have your own music so <laughs> that's a great quote <laughs> so i've i've heard uh i heard you say that you mainly play it to be social but um does that mean that you get all of your tunes socially, or do you go digging through the I recordings? Go, or? I go digging after midnight. No, I get I go digging. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I do because I start there. I might I, I do hear tunes from my friends, and my friends also contribute a lot to my playing. Hmm. And um, but I, I also very much go digging. And uh, I do have, I did some 
visiting of older players. Oh, great. Mostly, well, early on, I, did, I was very, um, very, uh, I'm very grateful to have visited the older Cajun players. Hmm. Now, I, I'm not as familiar with their names, but if you wanted to drop some of those, drop. Then, I'll drop. then I'm sure um, some of my listeners would appreciate that. Well, um, as, as well as me, just I won't have a context for it. Okay, good. Um, I first met these people, most of them at uh, the Festival of American Fiddle Tunes, oh, which I went to very early on. I was privileged to have uh, met people who were going and just decided to go. Hmm. Probably, I think either, I can't remember if it was like 1980 or even 79. That's super dating me because I'm kind of ancient. But I met um, Ken Ray Fontenot and hung out with him. Hmm. And uh, Dennis McGee and Sadie Corville, Allie Young. Those people, I also took one, two trips down to... Um, Louisiana, very, very short trips, but I was privileged to have a friend run around who was living down there at the time and run around with her. And we went to Canray's house and, hmm. and I knew him. And so we had a great time and, um, yeah. Uh, and some others. That's lovely. Oh, we also went to Wade Fruget's and played there. Um, who was someone I don't think who traveled around it was really mm. an amazing player. That's great. Um, I've heard a lot of stories of, of uh, old time pilgrimages, but I haven't heard as many uh, Cajun ones on the show. So that's great to think about. I've been trying to figure out what um, West coast and I guess more specifically, sometimes uh, Pacific Northwest old time music is and what that means over here ever since I moved back here after living in Philly for seven years. And Philly fur. Uh, Philly fur. Philly fur. <laughs> seven know. years. That's and one of my nervous habits. <laughs> I'll try to cut that out. <laughs> no, please. Uh, <laughs> by all means. Um, my, one of the main takeaways I've gotten is that the Festival of American Fiddle Tunes or fiddle tunes for short, which I have still not been to. I plan to go for my first time this year, but, but I did not <laughs> because no one did. No um, one, no one. But my impression is that, uh, it's responsible for a lot of the, the styles of music that people play on this coast because it has brought so in so many fantastic players from all over. A lot, a lot. It can't be overemphasized. It bears repeating a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's been very influential and just home base for many hmm. people. And they made a point of um, importing a lot of geezers uh, most of who are uh, whom are dead now. Hmm. So there was just a cavalcade of of geezers who had never been out here and whose eyes were wide open and just had a great time and who we could interact with 
musically, culturally, and for a, a number of days. So you get very comfortable. Yeah. With, well, I, uh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now some of those people who made those pilgrimages, who are older now, kind of are the tradition bearers. Yeah. Um, and who are doing a great job of it. Hmm. People such as Paul Brown. Yeah. Etc. Uh, it's just the first name that came to my mind. Um, but we can move to, let me just move to old time in regards to probably the, the person I visited the most. Um, oh, yeah. Was Clyde Davenport. Oh, great. Who lasted quite a while. He sure did. He sure did. And his wife, Laureen, just died a couple days ago. Yeah. But I, I, I saw that news. Yeah. So, um, how, how old were they when they, when they died? Lorraine was a little younger than Clyde. So I don't know. She might've been 90, early nineties, 90, early nineties recently when she died. Clyde, I think was like 98 or something. That's ridiculous. Some hideously <laughs> so old. long. It's such a long yeah. time. <laughs> and he's so well documented. There's some just yeah. great, great stuff. I think I was on the Beria College. Is that mm. how you say that? Berea. Beria. Berea. I'm not let's, sure. Let's just call that I whole know. thing off. But, yes. Um, <laughs> college archive and found a incredible video of him. And he looks so young. I mean, he looked like he was 50, if at all. And he was just kind of sitting there very nonchalantly on stage playing looking really dorky, like dorky clothing, 70s clothing, <laughs> playing Dungon. Mm. Just killing it and just, well, ho-hum. It was beautiful. And I mm. hadn't seen that before. It was very nice. That I ran into that. Just There's just so much, so well, much out there. I would love to ask you some Clyde stories, uh, but maybe we should do another tune first. And before we do another tune, what was that first tune? I forgot to ask you. Uh, possum up a gum stump. Great. I, I do not believe that has been on the show before. Really? Yeah. Where's that? Possum up this and possum up that, but no. Sure. There's been possums ascending on the show. Possums galore. (laughs) Um, that is from Marcus Martin. Oh, great. Not the part where I played the wrong notes. That was from I don't know who did that <laughs> not me. Uh, let me try to do some Clyde thing then oh, great Thank you. 
That was great. <laughs> kind of amusing. Yeah, what, what is that, that one? It is one of Clyde's blackberry blossoms. Oh, great. Blackberries blossoms. How, how many uh, blackberries blossom does Clyde have? At least two. Okay. He has one, I think. Let me just, I'm not great at facts. Like, that's you know, fine. <laughs> other scholarly folks, but um, I think he has one from his father, too. And I'm not sure where this one came from. How did you get to meet Clyde? Um, I had heard of him and got hold of some of his recordings, and um, they were very counterintuitive. Boeing wise to me mm. at the time and uh, but really fascinating and um, so I kind of dug into that a little bit as well as some other things early on the Salyer the Isom 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 Monday yeah um, the Kentucky Jim Bowles, people mm -hmm. like that. I'm still love Jim Bowles, not mm -hmm. that I love Salyer. Uh, so um, I started going east, like maybe about 15, or 16 years ago. I started going east every summer because I just thought I need to get my ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was great. I ended up having a whole other bunch of, well, whole other community. Hmm and intersecting community because I had met people who had been coming or like in with the Berkeley Festival which is a whole other subject yes. um, we had uh, brought people out here like Rich Hartness and uh, who's a wonderful fiddler and wonderful individual and uh, and anyway so I, I knew a few people and uh, so I went out to Mount Airy. That was my first venture out there. And so I thought, well, I'm going to I'm going to go see Clyde after Mount Airy. And I happened to pitch my tent. Well, uh, actually Joseph ended up tenting right next to me, who I'd never met, Joseph mm. Tacosimo. And uh we had he was we had mutual friends, so he was there with my mutual friends and um no, they're my mutual friends. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and I mentioned I wanted to go visit Clyde afterwards, and he said, "Wait, yeah, I can. Let's. I can do that too. You want to go do it together?" And so we did. Does Clyde and, does Clyde accept people just rocking up to his house, or do you have to like make an appointment? Like, what is what's his expectation vis-a-vis -vis visitors, pilgrims? Well, was. We checked with, I think, um, Mike DeFoche, who sadly has passed. And Mike was the one, I think, who was m most privy to what was going on with Clyde at the time. And uh, so I think we called him and kind of got the rundown. And then we, I think we called, then we called Clyde. And, uh, of course, Laureen is the one who always answers. And, mm -hmm. 
And yeah, no, we're not doing anything. You know, Clyde's here, blah, blah, blah. The TV blaring in the background. <laughs> and, and they're double wide. Hmm. Um, so then we went out there and we did that maybe, I don't know how many times we did that. We did that together a few times. I did that, I went with Candy Goldman, another dear lifelong friend of mine. Um, me and Joseph went with uh, Mike and Marsha Bryant. That was a really, really nice trip mm. where we all went and saw Clyde. And uh, so he kind of gets used to you. And in his older years, he got a little less snarky. He was kind of known for being snarky. I don't know if that's the exact word, but sounds good. <laughs> it yeah, was there, actually There's certainly <laughs> like an edgy quality to some of the interviews. I've heard from him a little bit like willfully obtuse sometimes. Yeah, I know. I don't play. Nope. Nope. Can't play that. <laughs> don't play that. No, I don't play fiddle. I can't play a fiddle. Yeah, he got less that way. I think I caught the tail end. I think the mm. first visit, he was... A bit of snark. Yeah, he was passing that. He was trying to, you know, find your little, you know, find your little soft spot. And Some people are like that. They want to know, in, yeah. in case of emergency, where do I need to poke you in, in order to, like... Put yeah. you on the defensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, you know, I think once he'd, he'd realized you were kind of serious and, you you know, we'd been playing with him and following his every little fiddle move and then trying to play his tunes. And if you did it, quote unquote, wrong, he'd go, here, get, grab the fiddle out of your hand, which is exactly what you wanted to have happen. Yeah. And just yeah. ask him more specific questions. So, yeah, we'd end up, and then lots of times we'd, uh, we tented somewhere at a friend of Joseph's, or there was some really f cute old hotel in that town that we'd stay at, and, mm. uh, or I'd stay at sometimes, or me and Candy, or whoever else. I think I might have gone alone one time. So, yeah, it was nice. Um, that was probably my main geezerization. I I am curious. Uh, I've heard most of the stories I've heard of hanging out with the geezers um, are are very very positive and very um, they seem very consensual. And I often get the impression that that's because this there are fewer stories. Uh, <laughs> Of, of the opposite because those people don't get visited as much because they've made it clear that they don't necessarily want to be visited. And, and I'm always curious, um, especially like these days when um, the conversation of cultural ownership and appropriation and all of those things are being very hotly discussed how on the table laid out on the table these days yeah yeah and which i'm really grateful for i i'm curious yeah. what even just 16 years ago uh what how how were people thinking about those things then did you was there any dissonance in those interactions with clyde or maybe any of the the cajun folks that you played with or um was there ever any sort of cultural like 
oh, well, you're like a coastal elite or anything like that that, that you felt? Well, I I wouldn't feel it from them. Like like immediately, I, I start remembering more thing, more people, more things. Like I remember going to Boisec Ardouin's house, which was a multi generational household. Mm. He was pretty old at the time, and and uh, the Carrier house, um, the the Car- uh, Andrew, who actually lives out here and who I used to play with quite a lot in Cajun bands, whose father was, um, uh, what's his father's name? Anyway, the Carrier Brothers, just seminal Creole um, musicians. Um, And going to their house, and one thing I would say is you just really have to be generous, like bring something, Mm. bring some stuff, bring some food, you know? You know, bring giant sack of taters. I mean, you know, bring a chickens, a chicken, not like, you know, a real, you know, one they have to slaughter. Sure. (laughs) Just, just anything to communicate that you're not just there to take. You know, say what? Just anything to communicate that you're not just there to take. Yes. Yeah. Offer, offer Mm. and educate yourself a bit, you know, don't just go like, I don't know who the hell you are and... You know, I don't think you'd want to go unless you were somewhat educated, but sure, you know, find out more and find out what they like or, you know, um, well, I, I promise next time I see you in person, I will bring you a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I deserve it. Not to call you a geezer by any means, but. (laughs) Oh God, help me. Good Lord. (laughs) One of those. Peeps, the ones that are pink and blue f- and made out of like sugar foam. You want bring some peeps? The- I could bring peeps. <laughs> bring me or peeps. Or a peep. <laughs> Home peeps. <laughs> Paisanki. Cool. Thanks. Th- thanks for speaking on that. Unless you have anything else to to add to um, that. Like, did you have any like? I'm not looking for you to like dish or something, but I think. Oh no! That- well, I do have some. I do have some funny things. I mean, one of the ones that that a lot of people probably have heard because Joseph will tell it lots of times is the time when um, Laureen just about killed us with a can of Raid. Oh, interesting. Yeah, let's see if I can tell it as well. But um, we were there and on the porch because it's just so hot in the summer. I wonder why I ever go. It's like. I, you know, it's so shocking to me who lives in San Francisco to go to the South and then it's a summer and I can barely think I'm so hot. And anyway, we're out there on the porch at Clyde and Lorraine's house and they have one of those ancient, you know, nobody ever has these it's yellow bug lights, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. on their porch light is this yellow bug light. And of course the bugs are just all over it is just crazy with bugs and she's inside the house and we're outside there's a screen door or something and we're playing Clyde's there like usual with his weird like cool whip old ancient yellow brown cool whip spit bucket sure <laughs> it's just like I've so never heard chewing. this that, uh, that he didn't that chew. just sound great it's just a yeah. little and he's spitting in it and it's you know yeah. Just the whole... It's, I love the Cool Whip, you know, Cool Whip. Yeah, it's a great detail. <laughs> Isn't that great? Anyway, um, so um, 
all of a sudden Loreen comes running out. We're playing. We're in the middle of a tune, and Clyde and Loreen comes running out, going, "Ah, these damn bugs!" God damn. And she's she <laughs> lit. She she just about empties a whole can of raid no. right in and around that whole bug light and the screen door, and it's just. It's a cloud wafting, and we're like trying to keep playing, and immediately start to hold our breath and turn, yeah. turning blue, and and just, you know, it's just like finally we have to stop. I mean, she just about killed us with the raid. It was just like, oh my god, it was so hilarious and deadly. Yeah, uh, you know. We've come a long ways in our how our relationship to carcinogens. <laughs> right. And of course, who lives till he's 98 and she's yeah. still in her 90s? They do. Maybe the raid helped. I don't know. Maybe the raid helped. Maybe I should suck up some raid every day. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, right. Or what did um, Benton, I think, uh, use WD-40 to make his fingers slick? Oh, interesting. Benton, I think, yeah, I think there was a time when he he got the can, little can of WD-40 taken away at the airport. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know. That's good <laughs> old-time apocryphal. he was into WD-40 for, you know, yeah, for yeah. Uh, string, slick string stuff. Um, so that's one <laughs> story. <laughs> it's... You know, I mean, even till the last time I visited Clyde, he was, um, he couldn't hear a thing. He couldn't hear. And so sometimes his hands were like off, like maybe a bit. Yeah. But it was all there. I mean, his playing was still all there. Hmm. And kind of beautiful. And if his hand, you know, like here and there, his hand would like go down to where it actually, and he'd just play a gorgeous rendition of something, you know, hmm. it's like. God, Clyde, that's beautiful. Fuck you, that's so nice. <laughs> I might have said that to him because it was so fun and he couldn't hear me anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. No, um, I don't. Anyway. Um, what, what was that second tune? I don't know if you actually said the title. I think I did. Blackberry Blossom? That's right. Okay, I'll cut this out. I, I had already forgotten. What do you want to play next? Uh, um... Let me, let me play, let me do something in cross tuning. Lovely. Okay, I'm just gonna play. Thank you. And we're still recording.
I'm going to see if I can do that tag with you when I record this later. Oh, great. <laughs> if I can get that. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see. Well, it took me a while to get into that there, but. Hmm. What, what, what's that tune? That's your uh, William Chiatham. Oh, very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't recognize it. Um, who's, oh, great. Who's uh, William Chiatham, is it? It's the Kimball family. Hmm. Probably with slight Karen twist to it. Don't you wish I'd speak faster? Not at all. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting. I never know what you're going to say next. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> Must be exciting for you, too. <laughs> Feeling is mutual. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. Um, the Kimballs are another love. An interesting playing. I I am unfamiliar with the Kimball family. Um, Taylor Kimball is um, the fiddler uh, on those, and really interesting player. They're much. They're pretty sparse. The banjo playing is really some. Of, it's just beautiful. There's some of it that has piano as well. It's oh, really I love interesting. that. Yeah. Uh, the the banjo playing is so sparse. It's really nice. Um, interesting thing with some of those uh, Kimball family tunes is he doesn't play them with very many double stops, but I just, they just, to me, they kind of scream drones. So mm. I probably am ruining them with tons of drone strings. So that's the Karen Celia Heil twist. Twist. Yeah. Yeah. It's the extra notes. The extra, the yeah. extra notes are free. <laughs> no charge. <laughs> you mentioned the the Berkeley old time music. Mm, what's the last word? Convention gathering. Um, Berkeley old time music convention. We just finished the online, of course, yes. Yes. convention, and it went quite well. It was, of course, new, new and different for us, for us all, and our. We are all we are spearheaded by our um, our own Susie Thompson. Mm -hmm. So she's great to work with, and I'm on the committee, and we all kind of pitched in and did all sorts of uh, tasks, technical tasks with yes. Zoom and yeah. 
and um, I had a, my, one of my assignments was as uh, we, well. We um, I have a project called Plaid Strangers. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. It's a no, lovely name. Oh, thank you. Um, it's mainly me and Maxine Gerber. Do you know of Maxine? I know of Maxine. Yes. Um, incredibly, incredible banjo player. Very unique banjo player and very fun to play with. And she lives across the bay here. So anyway, we have a project called Plaid Strangers. And also many times we will add Thomas Angel. I don't know if you know I Thomas. He lives up in the gold country in Nevada City. We'll add him. He's a great fiddler and a great guitar player and just an all-around wonderful person. So we'll do either duo or trio. And this time we were hired for a uh, one of the square dances. So we had Allegra Yellen on guitar. So we had a foursome. And so be, so anyway, we had to do a video. And That's so great. I had, <laughs> so it was just kind of tunes and then we incorporated calling. Yeah. So um, hopefully some people had, I guess, I don't know if, <laughs> Maybe if some people already had eight people in their pod and it was appropriate, maybe that happened. <laughs> well, I was kind of hoping some, we did it in Allegra's yard and I was kind of hoping enough people might show up to have kind of impromptu did that, but I, I it's just too much. It was enough to, to get us there. And um, Robin Fisher did some calling. I want to mention huh. Robin's name. Yes. And... Um, Anyway, you know, of course, we had to do it outside, and those it, it really an enharmonic convergence was it lining up with some really bad air quality, so we had to keep delaying it and delaying yeah. it, and because you know we all like to breathe. Yeah, and <laughs> we finally did get it done just under the wire, and um, it was a really nice, fun project. Hmm. Uh, that can be seen, I believe, on the Freight and Salvage uh, YouTube channel. Great, because they, they are hosts of um, one of the yes. local Square Dances. We are under their umbrella for um, nonprofit uh, affiliation and stuff like is that. Is that so. also typically where the convention is held? Uh, one of the venues. Our one concerts the venues. are there. And uh, the dances are at Ashkenaz Dance Hall, big dance hall in North Berkeley. Uh, the string band contest is at a park downtown Berkeley. Um, and there's jams that happen at a different park, another park, Oholoni Park. Uh, and yeah, there's parties that happen at people's houses. Yeah. All sorts of places. It's one of those parties. It's kind of like uh, Portland, where even less there's the, there's not even a central location like the Portland gathering. Yeah, it's just all spread out and yeah. You you hope that you make a friend and tag along to a party and yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I you know I usually kind of make sure that uh, some of the outer towners I'm. Uh, kind of make sure they have a transportation, know where they're yes. going and all that and other people too who I can, you know, so that's kind of part of our host job to we're, see that people are taken care of. And 
Were you around for the inception of that of that festival? Uh, the um, not the old 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 days olden days, where because it was around for a few years, I think in the seventies. Oh, really? But the second no the second inception, yes, definitely was. And uh, yeah, it's been a great um, evolution. And well, this year was, yeah, much much more complicated, but yes. definitely worth it. We had our our first very first event was a um, a symposium, a panel, a discussion, whatever you want to call it, on uh, black banjo with uh, Tony Thomas. Is that yeah. his name? And uh, Jake Blunt, and uh, we had almost five hundred people show up online for that. Oh, great. That's really uh, that's really important. I'm glad that it had such a good turnout, and I'm glad that y'all facilitated that. Yeah, it's um, to to return to the the stuff that's very much on the table. Um, we're very eager to continue the conversation and to start taking action with um, inclusiveness and um, kind of a repar- reparative actions. Yes. So Jake was um, one of the, he did a concert and two workshops. Anyway, we're just kind of putting um, performers of color forward, front and center, and um, and working on that. I'm so, I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I mean, I've seen, I was kind of in on the inception of the, um, the Pride Float CBA, California Bluegrass Association Pride Float, and be, um, and because it started in the city with Ted Custer um, spearheading that, and I know Kara Kara Kundert is is heading the organization now, and she's you know it's kind of broken off. But in any case, I've been involved in that a few times, and I could just see I saw um, the national impact that had. You'd think just having a float in the gay pride parade, a bluegrass float with live music, you know, what's that going to, what's that going to do? Yeah. It did a lot and it is still doing a lot. It is just, so we can do a lot with, with this, with this music and with our, um, our cultural and, um, our changes personally and in our organizations, we can have a lot of effect. That that really opened my eyes. I could see mm. it just all over the country, and in Nashville especially. It's just stuff opened up for um, for um, members, gay, for people who wanted to be out and have a career, yeah, and be in bands, and wow. it just wasn't like that before. You know, I know people who were kicked out of bands for their sexuality. You know, so yeah, I, can, I can only imagine. Yeah. So anyway, it's 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 very encouraging to have seen that, and so I'm I accidentally am on the CBA board right now. Oh, good. Because <laughs> of <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I just to, uh, my main thing is promoting old time because it's in the charter of the California Bluegrass Association to um, 
to represent old time as well. And it's oh, great. always been a little bit of uphill battle because <laughs> what's old time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so um, I'm doing work there to to help the community and uh that's that's really lovely uh that you that you do all of those things because um i mean i i always have this <laughs> i i always oh, have go these, ahead oh go ahead and laugh i right, no. I, I always have these contradictory yeah. i'm laughing at myself i always have these contradictory feelings of being just having so much affection for the old time music community and just being so grateful for the things that's taught me. Um, and just, yeah, I just, uh, love it. And I feel real at home. And sometimes I want to wring its neck and I, I hate it. And, and I, and I, and I feel like I, (laughs) like I want it to grow or die. (laughs) And that's and that's a very extreme like feelings or like thing to say, but I, I feel that way sometimes, and it makes me feel really encouraged to know that um, that some of the curators and deciders of what old time music is and what it will be um, are taking that responsibility really seriously, like you're doing, Karen. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, um, and I. Conversely, I like to say that I, I, one of the best things one can do is to kind of make a place for yourself. It's just like, you know, so, which you have done, you know, like being proactive and creating this, um, this uh, podcast and contributing. Like you've come to you've come to the gathering with a chicken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the idea. And a yeah. sack of taters, you know. Yeah. So what? better way to to make a community for yourself and to be open and learn you know so i commend you thanks yeah if there's if there's anything i've learned from the black old-time musicians in my life just as an example is is that just over and over and over and over again i hear I saw the Carolina chocolate drops and I went out and got a fiddle or I went out and got a banjo or I started learning bones because, you know, <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard a lot of um, people between my parents and my grandparents age uh, say, well, black people just don't like this music. And <laughs> like, I've, I can't believe how many times I've heard people say that uh and and it's white people saying that and like well they've just moved on and it's like what i'm seeing is they're just looking for um as soon as as soon as it's an option as soon as they see representation and that there's a place of like that for them to exist and thrive then it's like of course they're going to want to do old-time music and bluegrass and etc it's awesome (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure there are enough dorks in that demographic to join us dorks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a lovely way to put it. Yeah, and uh, that that fits with the anecdote I just shared. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, s- similarly, um, I I don't think that I 
would have, I don't think that I would have come out unless I had all of these awesome queer mentors in the old time music community. I probably would have just, you know, stayed in the closet, maybe not even known that I was in it. So, um, yeah. Well, the thing is, even in my, I mean, I haven't been immersed in the old time world, even though I know I have friends that I've known for 30, 35 years way back that are, and, but I did, I kind of wasn't in the thick of it for Mm. a lot of years. So maybe I'll just say pushing 20 years. There weren't, say pushing 20 years ago, it was not like that, really. They're closeted, closeted. And um, it's very different now. The last five years Hmm. are very different, I would say. Yeah. Way different. It's almost like uh, something happened in the culture that just really put <laughs> broke the put ice. on the gas. Yeah, yeah, broke the ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, as far as the you know, just the whole thing with the Carolina chocolate drops. I mean, analogous to it's the, kind of the what I call the gateway drug syndrome. You know, exactly. Like Bruce Mulsky can be even you know can be a gateway drug because he's kind of if anyone can kind of wedge into a mainstream or a uh, or a um a uh venue or a situation where people are going to hear old-time music for the first time and he's they might hear him yeah you know at a festival where they're not gonna where they he's the one that gets hired or which is fantastic and he can be a gateway drug and the carolina chocolate drops as well i mean they could reach audiences that uh we will not and that's fantastic well i'm really happy that the conversation went in this direction Mm -hmm. uh uh, but i think we should do another tune and then we should talk about where to go to give you money for your music whether that's education or recorded works etc etc hire you for things in the future when that is the thing again (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But what do you want to play next? Good question. Let me see. I think I'm going to split the difference and maybe try to play a Jimmy Sutton. Great. Which means I neither fiddle is in that tuning, so I'm going to tune. What tuning is that? A high bass. Great. Um, the one I do is uh, got a high bass. You familiar with Marion? You are Marion Reese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of after his. Thank you. 
Nothing's perfect. <laughs> that was that was lovely. Uh, thank you. I've played everything better, but that's all right. It it's is all right. A this is a, ca yeah, this is a casual right. jam, or as close to a jam yeah. as yeah. Yeah, you just get so much looser if you're actually playing with an actual person. Yeah, someday. You just get lost doing that, and that's kind of what you're looking for, is to kind of get lost in the tune. Well, we have one tune left, but before we do that, where do we go to get the Bucking Mules uh, to... That's Bucking Mules with a B. Yes, <laughs> An, imp an important distinction. <laughs> I'm not sure which one you said. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know, incognito browser before you search either way, just in case. But Bucking Mules, which is a <laughs> band that I've been in for a number of years and with, um, with members spread out all over. We have me in California and Luke Richardson in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, Joseph D. Jarnett in um, Floyd, Virginia, and Joseph Takasimo in Durham, North Carolina. So it's a we, good lineup. <laughs> it's hard to beat. Yeah, um, I am so am just amazed every time I get together with those mm. boys. They're so good. I mean, really good. Yeah. Not, Really good. <laughs> yeah. So um, I feel very lucky to be included hmm. in that band. And we did have some um, plans for this year that were scuttled. Um, but we have uh, buckymules.com will take you to a page in uh, jo at Joseph's website that has some descriptions. Also, uh, I have a page on my website KarenCeliaHeil.com. That's Karen Celia Heil.com. K A R E N C E L I A H E I L.com. Perfect. Yes. And um, so that has some of my other projects. I was running a square dance for a while, but I'm not anymore because you can't have those. And um, so the Bucky Mules are my main recorded uh the main recorded music that i have out uh hopefully i'll do something else maybe by myself in the future or with some other friends on this coast um i did me and maxine did some stuff at david braggers uh, oh lovely yeah uh, great but that's a compilation he's doing at some point so there might be a few tracks there okay um what what else, what was the question Oh, <laughs> products and oh, yeah. services. Products and services. Um, products. I do teach online lessons. I resisted Great. for the longest time, but it's actually, it's a little bit of a different animal, but it does work. It does work. It's odd that it works, but yeah. it's amazing. The contortions that I can get to, to show somebody what my fingers are doing or what the bow is doing <laughs> like this uh -huh. here, see? <laughs> and... <laughs> And I kind of like it. I haven't pushed it heavily, but um, I do have some students, and I I would take more gladly. I didn't think I would like it doing the Zoom thing, and I kind of resisted for a while. But it's actually fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's not quite the same. And I do miss that with, that I was talking about before, where I can play guitar with someone. Yes. Uh, who is learning fiddle. And I also have, do teach guitar. I have a couple of guitar students as well. And um, I've taught both guitar and fiddle at, uh, at uh, festivals like Swananoa. I taught both guitar and fiddle. And uh, so I can do that if you want me to. Anybody out there? Great. I hope someone does. Someone out there. Yeah. Karen, thank you so much. This was so lovely to, well, to asynchronously start this jam with you and to talk with you. And uh, I look forward to being able to play with you in person someday. That would be great. That would be much preferred. Yes. Um, you want another tune? Is that yeah. what you want, huh? Yeah. What are we going to end with? Let's see. I got a fiddle in D and a fiddle in cross. Who wants to be who? <laughs> Let's see. Do you want some? I've given you no taters. None. That's so sad. <laughs> Visit Karen Celia Hiles' website to contact her for lessons and learn more about all her musical projects. You can visit the Bucking Mules website at buckingmules.com to learn more about that wonderful band and get their album. Also, that Plaid Strangers Square Dance set that we were talking about for the Berkeley Old Time Music Convention is up on YouTube for anyone to watch. That and everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. Support Get Up In The Cool at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up In The Cool's merch store. 
Make sure to like and follow Get Up in the Cool on Facebook so you can see the video I posted from this episode and share it with the world. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional banjo series. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set. It's available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.